Welcome to Cabin Minute Cast. The scenario has been chosen. The ritual has begun. We are ready to appease the old gods one minute at a time. I'm Heidi Bennett of HeidiBennett.com. And I'm Molly Balin of LittleRedMark.com. And I'm still in Oakland. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Potty over here. Yeah! <laughs> We're in 3D together. It's still good. <laughs> <laughs> so in today's episode, we're covering minute 14 of the movie The Cabin in the Woods. And so we are continuing from episode 13, where we were just about to go into a mountain pass. And in this episode, we get to, oh my God, we get to the cabin. We finally get to the cabin. Yay. Ooh, sweeping music. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, we've still got the sweeping music happening. And then the little something flies on in. Yes. And so the Rambler goes into the mountain. And at the same time, there's this beautiful sweeping orchestral music. And there's this lovely freedom inspired bird and it looks like an eagle and maybe that's just america but it looks like an eagle and freedom. it's let freedom ring <laughs> <laughs> we're young and we're happy and i'm a bird and i'm flying and then oh, all of a sudden the bird smacks into something it smacks into a wall and it's very sad because you're like oh freedom's done so this is a really cool high ticket fx and when the bird, if you slow down, when the bird hits, there's a beautiful white explosion. And one of those, like, cool light effects that you kind of see sometimes in sci-fi. And then if you advance it just a little bit, then it spreads out into this kind of honeycomb-looking digi wall. And so it sparks outwards, and it's a really crazy, amazing electric grid chicken wire digi wall effect. And then it just as it's dissipating, you see the Rambler come out the other side. So what's notable about this is that this is the point of no return for our Scooby gang. There is a literal crazy ass digi wall on the other side of the mountain. And this is the first thing we've really seen to intersect these guys world other than the dude on the rooftop when they first departed from Dana's house. So even though we've had some scenes of the control room, this is the first true facility intersection that these guys have. From this point out, shit hits the fan. <laughs> Eagles hit the digi wall and the shit hits the fan. <laughs> yeah, and you're right. It's like it's it's a real sh- shock to the system for Mm -hmm. us not exactly a you know a jump scare but it is like because the eagles just soaring Mm -hmm. by and and swooping through and then it just (laughs) the shit hits the fan like you said (laughs) but yeah and then one thing i like too is then you know like you said right after that you get the the rambler cruising along it's come out the other side so it's it's clueless Mm -hmm. the rambler's just rambling on yep yeah nobody inside knows the that they've just kind of passed over to the other side Mm -hmm. sort of yeah they have passed the veil the veil of no return (laughs) and that is kind of interesting because they obviously are not impeded through the tunnel to get through and that wall's on the other side of it 
Right. The Harbinger was their, that was their spot. That was their option spot to turn around. Mm -hmm. But the, the, yeah, this, this is just like, come on through. No Mm -hmm. problems. Come on down. We're going to dead end at the Buckner place. (laughs) The old Buckner place. (laughs) The Buckner plot. (laughs) Yeah. The old Buckner plot. So I'm really excited because we get this view through the Rambler windshield of this iconic cabin in the woods and it definitely harkens back to some previous movies that we all probably saw that have cabins Mm -hmm. and woods and certain things what I'm really excited about is that once the gang leaves gets out of the Rambler we get these a smooth version Mm -hmm. Like you mentioned last time, these kind of smoother shots, not shaky. It's a smooth version of a a Raimi shot. Mm -hmm. Right down below, you know, you can see the leaves on the ground. So it's not anywhere where the gang would be. It's not from their standing Mm -hmm. level. It's definitely this creepy thing in the woods kind Mm -hmm. of Sam Raimi shot. All of some of his famous, famous movies, so... I just really stood out to me, but as this like fun little homage, good old Sam Raimi. Yeah, it's a good low riding shot. And it was something that uh, Heidi and I actually talked about off mic. Heidi was saying that this is a perspective that obviously none of these people have. And because it's really low to the ground, you have this, I don't know, is it like sense of like is it a serpent is it something creepy crawly on the ground it's a you know it's a creature view it's not a human view from or it's not one of you know the well the views that we had even coming in which is that aerial voyeuristic view right it's low ground creature view yeah and and um you know since we all know where this movie's heading it could be some sort of hidden camera from from our folks mm, below. Right. Maybe it's one of their angles that they've got on the whole whole place. Mm. Or it's uh it's the Buckner peekaboo view. Oh, <laughs> Buckners are peeking up. My peek. peek. <laughs> oh my god. That's just like a universal ride gone wrong. <laughs> Buckner peekaboo view. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um but since we mentioned sam raimi we talked about him a little bit in the last movie uh and uh shout out to spider-man minute they're covering the spider-man movies one minute at a time i got to go hang out with those guys nice do a little a little man spider-man minute talk bob spider-man <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i really like those those movies and they are definitely probably the strongest hearkening to as far as this view of a cabin in mm-hmm. the woods with people all rolling up on it but i did look at a website called complex.com definitely not any website i've ever seen before but Uh, There were quite a few lists on, um, you know, spooky movie or movie, you know, film in general, you know, websites. And I'm sure IMDb has their own lists of like spooky movies that are in the woods or spooky cabin movies and stuff. But this one is the 15 coolest cabins in movies. And it kind of had a little bit more of a different selection. So I, I checked 
their 15 coolest cabins and movies. And some of these I'm familiar with, some of them not. So I just thought I'd kind of run, run them down and definitely pipe up if they're movies you're familiar with that okay. I'm not or vice versa. And anybody out there, if you've seen them and, and uh, we're saying we've never seen them before, feel free to pipe up and let us know in the social socials, online socials, if you've uh, heard of these movies, if there's something you recommend or don't like or whatever you think. So number 15 of the 15 coolest cabins and movies is a movie called The Witches hmm. from 1990. And they say the thing that makes the cabin in Nicholas Rogue's 1990 adaptation of Roald Dahl's classic novel, The Witches, it's not a Roald Dahl novel I've read, um, <laughs> so memorable is the fact that it's the only cabin on this list that isn't actually a real physical cabin. Instead, viewers are treated to a cabin that appears to be just a simple painting on Erica's family's wall. That is until we hear the story of her father's sudden discovery that Erica herself had been locked away inside the cabin in the painting by one of the evil witches. So they say there's, they talk about surreal stuff and that it's this gorgeous painting of a cabin, which we do see. It looks pretty cool. But yeah, that's nothing I've ever ever heard of oh it's a children's book do they have cupcakes there if, <laughs> if they have cupcakes inside of the painted cabin i'd i'd be okay or a hot tub hot tub's cool too hot tubs cups cake cups cups cakes cups, cups and cakes cups and cakes uh -oh, going back into my spinal tap mode here <laughs> Cups and cakes. Cups, Cups and, and cakes. <laughs> it's a <So>, gospel. <laughs> <laughs> so, and the number 14 is The Breed. Now, I've heard of The Brood. I don't hmm. think I've ever heard of The Breed, which is from 2006. Man, it's hard to backtrack from 2016 to it, 2006. It is, yeah. So, let's see. If, if it weren't for the fact that Wes Craven produced 2006 horror film The Breed... Which is mostly terrible. Uh, let's see. That's what it says. <laughs> mostly terrible. Cabin in the film would certainly be higher up on our list. It's one of the largest and most beautiful looking cabins in movie history. Unfortunately, aside from a talented cast consisting of Michelle Rodriguez, Eric Lively, and Taryn Manning, the film is a huge dud. Reminiscent of Dogs Gone Wild films, The Pack, the Pack and Dogs. The Breed, oh, okay, so one of them's The Pack and the other one's Dogs. That was kind of hard to read. Uh, the Breed treads on familiar territory, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so have you ever heard of The Breed? I have not. Let's move on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How about Ernest Goes to Camp from yes. 1987? <laughs> oh, Ernest. Oh, uh, R.I.P. Yeah, so Ernest P. Worrell, there's a Ernest Goes to Camp cabin and um, this kind of doesn't really go with our spooky movie thing. So let's let's move on to another one I hadn't heard of. And this seemed more interesting. Mm. Rather than going down a list of movies that we are all familiar with, I kind of wanted to pick something that maybe we didn't really know much about. Yeah. Let's learn as we go. <laughs> Not just familiar territory. Um, so 12 was Secret Window from 2004. 
So I guess this is another one of those adapted from Stephen King movies that wasn't so great, but still sounds kind of interesting. <laughs> I see a theme here. <laughs> Based on the novella Secret Window, Secret Garden by the legendary Stephen King, David Kopp's Secret Window tells the story of author Mort Rainey, played by Johnny Depp. Uh, who suffers a psychotic break after catching his wife in bed with another man. Oh, I did see this. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I remember this now. Okay. Rainey decides to head to a secluded cabin deep in the woods of upstate New York, hoping a little isolation will help cure his writer's block. And that's when things get really weird. (laughs) Isn't a great film, they say, uh, by any means, but is enjoyable psychological thriller. So it sounds like he has some fun with it. And uh, the cabin in the film is a beauty, spacious on the lake and nestled in a huge swath of trees. A perfect place for a reclusive author to go a little crazy, which is exactly what Mort Rainey does. Sounds like something I'd want to watch. I don't mind movies that are kind of eh, that are still sort of a psychological thriller. Yeah, it's okay. It's not bad. It's like, it's, you know, it's yeah. like, oh, okay, cool. Like, there's worse. There's a lot worse out there. You could be like, oh, look, it's Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp is easy on the eyes. Fuck it. I could spend two hours, you know? <laughs> yeah, a little Stephen King, a little Johnny Depp, yeah, a like, beautiful cabin in the woods. I'm yeah, bad. it's like the, it's the country home that these folks didn't get. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> so moving on, we've got the classic On Golden Pond from 1981. I remember watching it. I remember that it's a drama. I remember all the, you know, iconic things from it. But um, it's it feels like one of those movies like, okay, I've seen it. I remember Catherine Hepburn. I remember Henry Fonda. I remember that it was good, but I probably will never watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know that that's a real, like, classic high rotation. Do we know anyone who's really like, God... On Golden Pond was really, it moved me. It's on, you know, my rotation. Right. And like you keep watching and watching. But yeah, but it's another one with a a beautiful cabin. And I definitely have fantasies. I'd love to have like my own family cabin. Mm. And I've got a couple of, you know, coffee table books that have beautiful, beautiful cabins. Or I'd love to like uh, have... um, or I like vacationing in those kind of places, like those 1930s sort of little little cluster of cabins. And actually, that reminds me of something I want to let everybody know about maybe towards the end of this episode or the next one, which is the cottages where I'm going to have a retreat next year. Oh. I definitely want people to know about it in case they're interested in, in a not-so-scary retreat in the woods (laughs) yeah this will be this will be a fun retreat with shiny colors and joy and fun people and you won't be touched by something spectral hopefully not hopefully not (laughs) unless you're into that which you know email heidi (laughs) so let's see number 10 is a smoky mountain christmas from 1986 that's a Dolly Parton movie. I've never seen it. Have you ever seen that one? No, I haven't. I love Dolly Parton and there's got it's got white fluffy snow and it's snuggly and sweet and hot cocoa and all that stuff. So who knows, maybe around Christmas time we can snuggle up with that movie. Yay! <laughs> 
Then we've got a little something that, as I'm looking at the image, it's like a dead ringer for this cabin. It really is. And yeah. this is Tucker and Dale versus Evil from 2010. So we've both seen this one, right? Yes, we have. Oh my God. Yes. So, yeah. So this is Eli Craig's hilarious 2010 horror comedy, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. It's stars are previously mentioned and loved Alan Tudyk and the wonderful Tyler Labine, who's another Canadian cutie from, um, he, uh, <laughs> I love him. He first showed up at my radar in the, 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 uh, you know, the original X-Files. Oh. And then he even showed up on the reboot because he's somebody that they love to come back to. It's the exact same um, drugged out character from like early episodes on through the the you know more recent ones. Which so. one was he? Which one was he? Yeah, on X Files. Well, he's this stoner character that they <laughs> run into when they're out and about doing stuff. So oh, like him, okay. and then in the reboot, him and his girlfriend are like huffing paint. <laughs> <laughs> so when they come it. across like a couple of people who are like oh my god dude we just saw some crazy you know aliens or something it's it's him uh, and a couple of friends got you but uh yeah if, for people who haven't seen this it looks like one thing but it's really another so it, it's a similar scenario in that there's a bunch of you know young folks that go out to a cabin in the woods mm -hmm. and then they run into a couple of guys and they mm -hmm. think that these guys are horrible killers and all this crazy shit happens. So it's, it's got a good dark comedy thing to it, but there's also like this sweet little heart to it as well. Yeah. They're like the sweetest guys and they just, you know, the interpretation, it, it's a misinterpretation of who they are, but they're yeah. just like, you know, wonderful, caring human beings. And, you know, I mean, they look a little rednecky, obviously that's part of the joke, but right. Yeah. It's, it's making a funny play on, well, the harbinger for one, and then deliverance. Like what if the guys in deliverance weren't, you know, crazy and wanting to kill you, but they were just yeah. nice dudes and they were just going for a fishing trip. So, yeah, yeah, it's really <laughs> sweet. Definitely um, seek it out. I'm not sure if it's still on Netflix, but it's something mm. you can find pretty easily. And then more recently, as of this year, 2017, a new Eli Craig movie came out, but it's actually on Netflix. So it's direct to Netflix mm. called Little Evil. I would say I like it like... 60% as much as, you know, the other one. So the other one's like a classic. Mm -hmm. I love it. It's great. It's funny. But this one is really good, too. Tyler Labine has a little teeny part in it, mm. but it's mostly Evangeline Lilly and Adam Scott. Uh, there's a fun cameo by Sally Field in Aww. it. But it's also, it's similarly toned in that it, there's a lot of crazy shit that happens. <laughs> and then towards the end, you kind of get this mm. sweet little ending but it's it's good dark comedy so i do recommend little evil also by eli craig uh, that one's a good one so let's keep on trucking here there's another one called leave her to heaven from 1945 never heard of it looks interesting lakeside cabin um, john m stall's 1945 film noir i'm definitely a fan of film mm. noir a beautiful wood structure right on the lake in Maine, huge outdoor deck, et cetera, et cetera. 
twisted little film noir with a femme fatale that leaves a whole lot of heartbreak and despair in her wake. And Vincent Price. Deliciously fun. <laughs> Gene Tierney. Vincent Price. Okay. I'm I, I'm putting that on the list. Yeah. <laughs> so here's another one that I'd never heard of. Again, when we're looking at the image, it looks like almost the exact same cabin. Yeah. <laughs> the creepy cabin. Wrong turn from 2003. Mm-hmm. So it says, remember how Tuck and Dale versus Evil took the Cabin in the Woods subgenre subgenre, and turned it upside down for laughs? Well, Rob Schmidt's 2003 horror flick, Wrong Turn, is what happens when you take Tucker and Dale and play it completely straight. This is creepy cabin full of inbred freak mutants run amok. And so that one sounds like just a straight up horror Creeptastic everywhere. And then it's also got Eliza Dushku and Jeremy Sisto in it. And Emmanuel, Sh- I don't know how to say that last name. Shriku, Shrikri? C-H-R-I-Q-U-I. Sorry, Emmanuel, I do not know how to pronounce your last name. But yeah, it looks like a creepy movie. And uh, ooh, there I see the word... Uh, mountain cannibal crazies in there. <laughs> wow, they always live in the mountains too, don't they? There's no like beach cannibal crazies. <laughs> and then of course we've got Eliza Dushku in it, who is another Whedonverse lady. Yeah. So there's a little Whedon connection. There's a little uh, Echo from Dollhouse and a little uh, Faith from Buffy. There we go. We've got the classic Friday the 13th from 1980. Of course, we all know about that having plenty of cabins. Let's see. What else do we say about Friday the 13th? It helped create and further a genre. says, if Wes Craven's The Last House on the Left truly created the slasher film and John Carpenter's Halloween popularized it, then Friday the 13th simply turned it into a franchise event. Finally, horror fans would have a chance to see poor kids at a summer camp getting sadistically murdered year after year. (laughs) That's it. So many of them. So, so many. And that's one of the things you could easily find as a t-shirt out there. There's tons of Camp Crystal Lake t-shirts that are easy to find and enjoy. So as we're rounding out our <laughs> our uh, coolest cabins and movies, we've got the classic Great Outdoors from 1988. And I got to say, this is so this is John Hughes movie with John Candy, Dan Aykroyd, Annette Bening. I have never seen this movie, but my mom is a huge John Candy movie, so I'm Aww. sure she's seen it. How about you? I saw it years and years and years ago. Yeah, cuz isn't there that famous bear scene? Where he there, gets he gets stomped on. Yeah, like yeah. like the door. Yeah, st- yeah, yep. That's about all I know about it, except for that my mom's a huge, huge John Candy fan. He's a great guy. So shout yeah. out to my mom, R.I.P. John Candy. <laughs> 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 and then of course number one here as we round it all out is 1981's The Evil Dead. Oh, Sam Raimi's horror classic. So yeah, it stars. Bruce Campbell, I've I've seen him a couple of times live uh, at different events. Nice. 
for other movies and things. He's so hilarious and wonderful. And his autobiographical books are really great. I think his first one's called If Chins Could Talk yes. or something like that. And that one's really <laughs> hilarious. And he talks a lot about, you know, working with Sam Raimi in the early days and making these movies and stuff. So If Chins Could Talk, recommend. Yes. <laughs> he lives in Oregon, actually. Oh, cool. Yeah. So he, he's been pretty good about showing up for Comic Cons in the area. And yeah, he's, he's so fun. He's good people. Hilarious, yeah. So that is kind of what I had. What other things do we have here for this particular minute? Well, since we are on the topic of uh, iconic cabins in movies, um, we've got our own iconic cabin here, which is basically a dump. Um, it's very unfriendly, and it is not quite the country home that I believe the crew was promised. The other interesting thing to note is... And I'm sure there are many, many people who have gone out to the classic cabin in the woods in their own vacation times. And I know in my neck of the woods, there's usually like amenities, (laughs) 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 you know, at the cabin. And what's interesting to note here is there's no jacuzzi. There's no porch swing. There's no fire ring. There's no orchard. There's no nothing. It's just a dead end. You know, you just got wood on the porch to burn. That's it. There's nothing fun. There's no wind chimes. And so it's pretty. No wind chimes. There's not right. even a wind chime. <laughs> nothing. Not even some Blair Witch shit on the front. Like, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> so what's interesting is that there's a, a group shot after they pull up in the Rambler and the kids get out. There's a moment where Jules and Kurt are it seems like a lot of PDA and not that he didn't, you know, get snugly with her when they were actually packing in the Rambler initially, but Mm -hmm. this is excessive. And I, I, this is also a part of that turning into archetypes that we've been talking about and, and reframing uh, the characters. And so there's this, you know, overly PDA, like huggy Mm -hmm. kind of stuff that they're doing. Mm -hmm. Holden looks really excited. Marty's way in the back. And Dana's in the front, and, and both Dana and Marty just don't seem entirely sold. And as we know, they're the ones who survive this whole thing. The people who don't survive seem pretty legitimately excited to be there. Right. Yeah, I think that's a good observation and and something to kind of follow along here in the last, next few minutes. And as we end this minute, just the last little frame is kind of interesting, too. Yeah, we have that voyeuristic view again, not unlike what we saw with Holden earlier in the gas station, where you're getting a vantage point of somebody who's inside of the building looking out and the kid not knowing that they're being watched. And so we have this little bitty sliver where it looks like there's a kid inside peering out, looking at her, and she's unaware of it. She's she's looking off slightly. Right. Dana's just, just approaching the cabin, and somebody appears to be peeking out mm-hmm. <laughs> through the maybe the curtains or something. Yep. Ooh. <laughs> it's either a ghost view or perv view. Yeah. We're not quite sure. <laughs> so, yeah. Is there anything else? I, I kind of feel like I shot my wad with all those cabins. <laughs> <laughs> Perusing all those cabins. No, thank you for doing that. That's actually a, a cool little film history tour to see all the different types of cabins that have shown up in movies that have been important and utilized 
just really central to a story and where this fits in with that larger pantheon. So thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. So yeah, I guess we're going to wrap up here on minute 14 and um, yeah, we kind of, I kind of teased it, but I'll definitely let you know. So coming up in May of 2018, my friend Amber Carnes and I are uh, collaborating on this really great retreat and it is for, for the ladies and uh, you can find out more about the retreat at HeidiBennett.com. So I have a, I have a, a, a tab there or a button or whatever you want to call it that says cabin, uh, cabin, it says cabins, <laughs> it says camps and, and classes and under camps and classes, you can find this upcoming camp. We're calling it Camp Wildflower. And it's really like a throwback to not Camp Crystal Lake, <laughs> but other types of camps. Um, so it's going to be, it, it's in this beautiful place in Murphy's, California. So it's kind of a, right here in the middle of a beautiful farm country of California. And we've got our own private pool. We've got all these cute little cottages and uh, then there's this main house. So there's a lot of different options for sleeping. You can get one of the, reserve one of the cottages or you can reserve um, kind of the slumber party room. That's a little bit more affordable and you'll be sleeping with a couple of other gals in the room, but it's, it's, it's a real throwback, just like I was saying I love. So it's kind of got this like 1930s cowgirl sort of a look. There's a barn that has like a pool table and uh, darts and foosball and all that kind of stuff. And then there's also a place to do horseshoes and bocce ball. There's a gorgeous creek going through the whole property. We're all going to be making food together, like family style. There's tons of barbecues. There's ping pong. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm going to host a dance party on Saturday oh. night in the barn. So we're going to get our funk on. And we're going to be doing crafting, and, and the crafting is going to be around um, the subject of self-compassion and self-care. Mm -hmm. So we'll be kind of crafting about and talking and then bringing home some self-care, self-love self kind of good goodness. And then Amber, she, she is uh, also a crafty girl. She's going to be crafting along with us, but then she's going to be leading us in yoga. And she runs Body Positive Yoga. So she specializes in helping people learn to do yoga in a really approachable way. So whatever shape, size, and ability you're at, you can do this yoga with us. And we have these gorgeous green lawns and we'll be surrounded by trees. And like I said, these beautiful cabins and, and it's just going to be a gorgeous place to hang out. So check out HeidiMinute.com if you're like, hmm, this sounds like the kind of uh, place in the woods I would want to spend a little time. Mm -hmm. And you can come hang out with me and the rest of the, the gals in May 2018. It'll be good stuff. And that'll be good too if you live in an area where you need to dry out your bones a little bit. You can come up and get nourished and not be in a frigid place for a little yeah, bit. <laughs> come get in the pool and come lay out and feel comfy being yourself and just hanging out and being with a bunch of other, mm -hmm. you know, artsy, craftsy kind of weirdo people like me. <laughs> and this woman can dance. Just saying. Yeah. And I can make a playlist. <laughs> Girlfriend can make a playlist. True dat. So speaking of which, I was going to ask about, you know, we're talking about websites. So, you know, my website, we can talk more about it another time, but I do 
coaching for multi-creative people. I'm a professional coach, but I'm a little curious about your website, littleredmark.com. What can people find there? So littleredmark.com is really focusing on writing in comics. So I have two different very different comics going right now. Um, the first one is called Left to Center, and Left to Center is a very female-centric comic, and it's more of a hand-drawn style that's kind of a 90s zine throwback sort of sense. Um, like I said, strongly, strongly lady-centric, strongly feminist. Um, the other one is called Boonus, and Boonus is a digital style comic, um, also equally humorous, um, with a lot more animal creatures <laughs> in it. Um, there's Steve the Rabbit, and then uh, the other character is Boonus, and Boonus is a uh, a therapist. He's an art therapist, and so his his adventures in in Boodum. So they're uh, hetero life partners, <laughs> Steve and Boonus, and uh, there's a a chicken named Ching Shi and uh, there's a bourgeois bee who lives in the park and <laughs> <laughs> there's a crew of, Oh, and then there's a, a malevolent rainbow. Nice. Um, so there's a whole crew of, of character, whole cast of characters. So eventually it'll have some animation too. Um, probably not until next year. Um, but right now it's, it's going to be writing and comics based. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. I look forward to checking all that out. Yeah. Thank you. Sweet. So I think that's about it for us today. Besides visiting our personal websites, you can always find us at cabinminutecast.com. And you can also find, you know, things that we reference, you know, like a link to all those super cool cabins and movies and other things that we reference throughout the podcast. We try to, you know, throw up those links so you can find those at the website and all of our social links so you can join us in our Facebook group and Instagram and all that jazzamataz. Sweet. And so on that note, we'd like to thank you for coming back around again, giving us a listen and tune back in for episode 15 on Friday. And I hope everyone had a very safe and very happy Halloween. Sounds good. Ciao. We'll get to see you back at the cabin. And now we're really at the cabin. Ah! <laughs> <laughs>